Pasta, any, any concern about not winning these overtime games, whether they're in regular overtime or the shootouts? Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating, obviously. You know, it's been plenty of them this year. You know, always probably getting a little bit in our head. And, you know, we want to win one of those. I'm missing some confidence there, you know. We, we haven't been doing well in it, so, uh, you know, that's how I say it's frustrating. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite hockey team every single day. As you heard off the top, David Pasternak and the Boston Bruins are very frustrated with being the kings of the loser point so far this season. Last night, they fell uh, 2-1 to the Columbus Blue Jackets in overtime. It was their league-leading 11th loss in either the shootout or overtime this season. Only Columbus comes close to that mark with eight. Uh, So we'll take some time to break down that game. Uh, We'll also update the Atlantic Division power rankings that we haven't done in in a little bit here. And then finally take some look at some news and notes from around the NHL. But before we get into that, let me remind you that uh, this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can also find me at Ian C. McLaren. The podcast can also be found wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, I personally use Pocket Casts, and it's a, a very nice app for the Android um, yeah, so please do uh, subscribe, download, listen, rate and review if you can. Uh, very much appreciate all the support for the podcast so far as we uh, just get deeper here into the 2020 uh, part of the schedule. So the Bruins last night, they were winning against the Columbus Blue Jackets on the strength of David Pasternak's 30th goal of the season. He continues to lead the league in that stat. Uh, The first player this season to reach 30 goals. And uh, kind of the lone bright spot for the Bruins in this game. Uh, To cap that off, uh, Pasternak's 30 goals, three ahead of Austin Matthews, four ahead of Jack Eichel, uh, Nathan McKinnon, Alex Ovechkin, Patrick Kane, Sebastian Ajo, Leon Dreisaitl also. Kind of within reach, but Matthews and Eichel for sure within striking distance. Uh, But uh, yeah, from there, the Bruins weren't able to seal the deal as uh, was the case again in uh, the previous game against the New Jersey Devils where they had a two-goal lead in that one. Um, Pasternak, again, as you heard, he said it's frustrating. Plenty of these losses this year. Uh, the Bruins since the beginning of December are six, four and six. So half of them have come within the last, uh, four or five weeks. Uh, and you know, if you're on Twitter during games, you can just see people bracing themselves for the eventuality of, um, that result. The Bruins were dominating play in overtime up until the point of Pierre-Luc Dubois goal. Uh, but they didn't get enough chances. They weren't getting shots on net, kind of just skating around. Uh, there was one good chance generated by, uh, I believe it was McAvoy and Pasternak, but they weren't able to bury it. And then the 
Blue Jackets came back down two on one uh, against the tire group after being out there a few minutes, not a few minutes, but uh, you know what I mean. And um, yeah, we're able to, to get the win for the blue jackets who are on a uh, 12 game point streak. Now, I believe the Bruins extended their point streak to uh, nine games, but five of those games have been loser points. Tori Krug, after the game, he returned from uh, missing a few games with an injury. Um, he said, I think we can outchange the other team a little better and be respectful of our changes and see what happens. We have to capitalize on our chances. Pretty decent chance tonight. Uh, Pasta had a good chance, but just can up, come up with it. That's what happens. It's kind of a crapshoot at times. I think what he's referring to with that, the change is the fact that uh, the opening unit was out there for, I believe, the entirety of the overtime up until the point where the Blue Jackets scored. They generated, again, some good cycling, uh, passing it around. The one opportunity didn't work out. Columbus came all the way back. Uh, Cassidy didn't really focus on overtime. He said it's another lead going into the third period. We weren't able to close out. That's as frustrating as anything. You give up a goal. You push to try and get another one. We got some good opportunities, uh, but they did a good job blocking shots. Uh, the Bruins did hit a post in the third period, which was unfortunate. Uh, as for overtime, Cassidy went on. Some of it is we've got to smarten up. Can't get caught diving down low. That's happened more than once this year on those puck battles away from your net. If you don't make a play at their end, make sure you put yourself in a better spot defensively to defend the rush or get off the ice. That's cost us a few times. So at some point, they've got to learn from those mistakes as well. Um I did mention Pasternak got his 30th. It was a uh, 42nd game of the season that he scored that in. His, he's now the fastest Bruin to reach that mark since Cam Neely did it in 27 games back in 93-94. Uh, it's his third, sorry, fourth consecutive 30-goal season. Uh, he's on a point streak of nine games. And uh, at his current pace, he should be um, easily pushing for 50 by the end of the season, I would think. He's on pace for about 58 now, I, I believe. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it would be really cool to see him get that uh, 50th goal this season. Uh, the Bruins did get one win uh, last night, uh, which was kind of unexpected. The Blue Jackets appeared to have scored just 17 seconds into the game, but upon review and a challenge by Cassidy, it was determined that Rask was interfered with by Gustav Nyquist. Uh, Krug said it's nice to get that. We know it starts that way. You don't know what road the game's going to go down, being down one nothing so early. So it was nice to get that win um, for the Bruins. Krug was one of a few players who returned from injuries, including Krejci and McAvoy. Um, so hopefully they can remain um, pretty healthy and in the lineup for the foreseeable future. Rask extended his point streak at home to 16 games, um, 16-0-1 in his first 17 home decisions this season. Uh, again, he and Halak continue to be the backbone of this team, giving the Bruins a chance to win night in and night out. Uh, the Bruins are now off until uh, Saturday. It'll be an afternoon game against the Edmonton Oilers. 
the Oilers um, got off to a decent start this season. They're 21, 17, and 5. Uh, they sit, uh, do they sit in the playoff spot right now? They do not. They are currently outside the uh, Western Conference playoff picture. Uh, no, actually, that's incorrect. They're in the second wildcard spot right now, tied in points with Winnipeg and Calgary, all with 47 points. Uh, they have the advantage over Calgary by way of three more regulation wins. Uh, this game will feature the top four uh, point recorders, if that's the way of saying it, in the NHL so far. Um, actually, that's not true either. Four of five of the top point scorers this season. Mike David and Dreisaitl lead the league with 64 and 63 points respectively. Nathan McKinnon has slidden in there at 62 points. And then Pasternak and Marchand round out the top five. So four of the top five scores in the NHL will be in this game. Um, so it should be entertaining on the top end anyways, and hopefully the Bruins can rebound and, um, yeah, get off to a good start here and hold the lead, not have to go to overtime, make the Ford final five irrelevant for once and just, uh, enjoy a nice, uh, easy victory, not easy, but, uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's about it for the game recap. A disappointing result, but the Bruins did get a point and remain atop the um, Atlantic Division. And we'll get now into Atlantic Division power rankings and see where they stack up against those uh, rivals. So like I said, the Bruins remain first in the Atlantic Division. They now have uh, 59 points. They sit eight points ahead of the the charging Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but we'll begin at the bottom as we usually do. Detroit Red Wings, no-brainer, 10-28-3. 23 points. Uh, by far the worst in the NHL. 14 points below uh, Ottawa and Anaheim for last in the NHL. And really setting themselves up for a go at uh, Alex Lafreniere or Quentin Byfield as the number one overall pick. Um, Ottawa is seventh as usual. They are 41 games in, 16, 20, and 5 for 37 points, uh, minus 24 goal differential. Not really much else to say about uh, the Senators, although they do have uh, an all-star in Anthony Duclair, uh, who is just uh, playing really well this season. Could be a potential trade target down the stretch. Uh, I would imagine the Senators could try to reel in a uh, a first-round pick for Duclair, but they might also want to re-sign him and uh, you know look to the future uh, with with a more established player around a bunch of the young kids coming up. Next, I'm going to put the uh, hmm, Buffalo Sabres and the Montreal Canadiens. They're both kind of tied 5-6. They have um, records of 18-17-6 for the Canadiens, 18-17-7 for the Sabres. So they have the extra point, but they both have 5-12 point percentages. Uh, they were actually involved in some wheeling and dealing 
on uh, what was yesterday, Thursday. We'll get to that in the news and notes section. But uh, clearly, those two teams are five and six, the bottom half of the division, as the top four teams uh, remain most likely to advance to the postseason. And that begins with uh, the Florida Panthers. They're 21, 14, and 5, 47 points through 40 games, a 588 uh, point percentage, which is uh, fourth in the Atlantic. In terms of the overall standings, they are also fourth. One point behind the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, with Tampa Bay holding only a single game in hand over Florida at this point. They have a plus eight goal differential. Uh, they're also two points behind the Philadelphia Flyers uh, for the second wild card spot. Uh, I mentioned Pittsburgh's a team to watch as well. They've been decimated by injuries, um, with Jake Gensel being the latest to fall. Uh, they may fall from the third um, metro spot, opening up a fourth playoff spot for the Atlantic uh, to sneak into one of those uh, wild card spots. And Florida would be um, the team to bet on getting that spot. The top three, as we all expected it to be, are uh, Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. Uh, what order shall we put them in? Well, I'm going to put Tampa Bay in the third spot. They are 22-13-4 through 39 games. Um, they do have a better point percentage than Toronto, 615 compared to 607. Uh, and they do have three games in hand, and they're only three points back of the Maple Leafs, so um, that's why they had the better point percentage. Now, the Maple Leafs have been uh, pretty much the hottest team in the NHL as of late. They're 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10 games. Uh, they've certainly been uh, charging up the standings pretty quickly. If we look at um, the NHL standings since the beginning of December, uh, we see that the Maple Leafs are uh, second in point percentage with a record of 10-3-1. Uh, Tampa Bay is third in point percentage at uh, 700, a 10-4-1 record uh, in 15 games. The Bruins, since the beginning of December, 16th in the NHL, 6-4-6, So the Bruins are really kind of dining out and those ridiculous start that they had we're seeing some signs of regression they are still picking up points but tampa bay and toronto are certainly making up some ground as the bruins falter a little bit here uh i'm going to put tampa bay in third as i mentioned toronto in second uh because of their recent hot streak and the bruins remain at first because they do have a five no sorry eight point lead over the maple leafs um 24 7 and 11 uh so those you know, seven regulation losses, uh, fewest in the NHL at this point. But as I mentioned, the overtime losses are uh, most in the NHL. So they're kind of the kings of the loser point at this point in the season. But fewest regulation losses. So hockey's weird that way. They're still getting points. Um, they are tied with the Washington Capitals for first overall. They lead the NHL in goal differential at plus 32. Uh, one more than Pittsburgh. Uh, Colorado's at plus 29. So the Bruins remain a, a very good team. This recent stretch of going to overtime all the time, getting the loser point, 
Uh, it's very frustrating, but they are still getting points uh, if you want to look at it that way. And they remain tied for first overall in the NHL. Um, so that's obviously something. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of point percentage, they're second right now to the Capitals uh, as they've played 42 games, 24-7-11. and 11. Capitals are 27-9-5. and five. Um, So yeah, that's the Atlantic Division Power Rankings. As of Friday, January 3rd, uh, Detroit, Ottawa, crapshoot between Buffalo, Montreal, and then we have Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and our Boston Bruins. Hopefully the Bruins can stay up there as they sort some of these issues out that they've been dealing with lately. It's now time where we look at some news and notes from around the NHL, and I mentioned there was some wheeling and dealing yesterday. It started with the Canadians... Uh, trading defenseman Mike Riley to the Ottawa Senators for a fifth-round pick in 2021 and a minor leaguer named Andrew Sturtz. Uh, the Canadians then acquired defenseman Marco Scandella from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for a fourth-round pick in 2020. The Sabres then flipped that draft pick to the uh, Calgary Flames for winger Michael Frolik. We've mentioned uh, here on the podcast that the Sabres are looking to upgrade the forward ranks, especially with um, Jeff Skinner out of the lineup for a little bit now uh, due to an injury. Uh, this isn't really that kind of an impact uh, move, but um, still uh, the beginning of trade season and uh, hopefully um, some dominoes begin to fall and we see some more trades going on as well. Uh, there was one sad note from... Uh, Carolina, where center Eric Howla and his wife, Kristen, uh, they both um, posted on Instagram uh, some very sad news that they uh, were mourning the passing of their unborn daughter. Um, just a terrible thing for, for anyone to go through. It's something that uh, we have experienced personally uh, about uh, a decade ago. Oh, sorry, about eight years ago. And uh, we just, uh, here at the Locked On Bruins podcast, we send our sincere condolences to the Halla family and um, yeah, just positive vibes and, and prayers up for them uh, through this difficult time. Um, going back to the trades, uh, there were some insiders kind of noting that some cap space has been opened up by both the Sabres and the Flames, so there may be some more wheeling and dealing uh, going on with these teams. Um Eric Engels of Sportsnet believes the Canadians' uh, acquisition of Marco Scandella indicates they're not giving up on their playoff hopes, despite the fact that they're uh, falling pretty rapidly in the Atlantic Division. Um, and Bergevin might make another move or two uh, to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, they are pretty banged up right now with Drew, Jonathan Drouin, Brendan Gallagher, Paul Byron out of the lineup, uh, but... Um, I guess maybe they think they still have a chance. Uh, Darren Drager, as I mentioned, he said, sounds like Buffalo is still on the hunt and willing to move other pieces. Zach Bogosian has requested a trade. Evan Rodriguez has requested a trade. Um, so a lot of moving parts remaining for the Sabres, who started off the season well, uh, but have uh, taken a slide and kind of seem outside of the playoff picture once again, which is kind of disappointing because I would like to see them uh, up there, um, and it would have been cool to see that 
rivalry with the Bruins maybe reignited in a number one versus uh, wild card spot, but that's again a long ways away. In terms of the World Junior uh, tournament going on over in the Czech Republic, Team USA bounced by Finland yesterday, so they will not be advancing. It will be Russia versus Sweden, followed by Canada versus Finland um, at the World Juniors. Um, There was some residual effect of that game, as uh, we mentioned Beecher yesterday, the Bruins prospect, was uh, tossed. No, actually, he was just given a um, two-minute minor penalty for uh, kind of hitting from behind. Uh, I don't know if there will be any supplemental discipline uh, still to come from that. Uh, Bob McKenzie of TSN said uh, the Beecher hit from behind is being reviewed, so we'll see if anything comes from that, although it won't be very consequential for Team USA now that they're not uh, moving forward. That's it for the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for Friday, January 3rd, 2020. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us again today. I hope you all have a great weekend and that we can all enjoy a Bruins win over the Oilers on Saturday. I'll be back on Monday to uh, recap that game and look ahead at next week's schedule and assess uh, any other news and notes regarding the Bruins and around the NHL. Uh, Again, my name is Ian McLaren. You can find me at ENC McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Uh, Subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins wherever you get your podcasts. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And uh, yeah, thanks again for joining me. Take care, friends.